so according to Hebrews 4 and verse 1 and 2, it reads this way. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed, the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom was preached to us as well as unto them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So it is your responsibility, not my responsibility to add your faith. I cannot add your faith. You have to add your faith. I preach. The Lord told me on yesterday. He said, you're not responsible for their response. You are responsible for preaching and teaching the word. You are not responsible for their response. Thank you for freedom. Let's make our confession. Father, as we hear this kingdom word today, we combine our faith with this word. Our ability to hear or to believe has increased. That which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen. That's a hallelujah moment. The book of Joshua chapter 1 started off in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses' servant, uh, Moses' assistant and servant, because you can't be an assistant without serving, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the soles of your foot shall tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, as far, see, you got to go, you got to get larger in your thinking, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, your enemies, and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsaken you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is what? With you wherever you go spirit of the living God ah, I believe your word I trust your word I rely on your word I believe God just sent me for such a time as this you birthed me in this moment God to do something that may not be normal for my region but is needed in this entire world so father I bless you now I bring myself to the lowest 
place of humility, God, that you may flow through me like never before. Take a hold of my mind. Think through me. Take a hold of my vocal cords. Speak through me. Take a hold of my heart. God, my heart is pure before you and pure before people. I have no unforgiveness in my heart. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let things begin to flow out of me that just actual studying cannot bring out of me. And let the hearts of the people be so open that they capture every single word that you have spoken from heaven down to earth and into their lives and don't withhold any of the territory that you have planned for them because of ignorance let their lives be enlightened on today where they see what you have promised in the name of our king jesus christ i pray somebody shout amen amen and amen hallelujah glory to god hey Feel some stuff already shifting and changing in the atmosphere. A great people under great leadership. A great people under great leadership. A great people under great leadership, part three. So you can go ahead and take your seats and I'm going to walk you through some things here. And uh, God has never disappointed me, not one moment. He's always come through and I can tell you about a faithful God, but I can't tell you about an unfaithful God because God has always shown up because I always gave him enough time. Some of y'all got God on your time watch. I'm on his. So I don't give up before he manifests. So I want to thank God for Ernest on the, on the keys here. Does a wonderful job. He just don't know how much I want to keep him. <laughs> I won't bother you, man. But when you, when you touch those keys, just something happened that just brings a liberty to my life while I'm ministering the word. So you're very valuable to the kingdom of God. I know where you are, I respect where you are, and I won't take you from where you are. But if you ever get to where you want to find me, come on over. We have Jermaine Morgan here with us on the base this morning. Before I get done, I'm going to let him thump just a little bit. Now, he plays every instrument up here. He doesn't know I've been peeping in on him. I saw him on, on a little video. I saw him on the drums, saw him on the keyboard, saw him on the bass, saw him on the lead guitar. So he plays a little bit every, of everything. He's moved into more of consulting now. And I reached out to him and I said, can I, can I get your time? And uh, he said, yes. So it's good to have good relationships so that when you call, they respond. So thank you so much. And he, I think he has his lovely family here with us as well. So we're going to keep them safe as well. Uh, but thank God for them. And uh, our, our leader today in, in praise and worship, uh, Darlene Moore, that's my daughter over there. She's done an excellent job. I told her some months ago, I said, you need to, it wasn't about a month and a half, about a month and a half ago, I sent her a text. I said, you need to make sure you're ready. Uh, I didn't know ready was going to be today, but I knew ready was coming. So you have to make sure you're ready for whatever God's going to do. And I'll give this little tidbit, and then I'm going to get into my points here, and I'm going to walk you through. On yesterday, we went to, for a homegoing service of, of one of my members here, a young man who passed away uh, up until this time. We don't know. We don't think it was COVID. Just he went to sleep and just never did wake back up. So I was there yesterday and I was just going to Grayside service to support uh, someone else was uh, facilitating everything, I thought, and uh, preaching the eulogy. So I showed up and like I normally do, I showed up early, glad I did. Uh, when I get there, the funeral home, most funeral homes in this region, they know me and they start looking around because no one's there to officiate the, the service. So they pointed over at me and suggest me to the mother so I wind up on the spot having to officiate. So I'm standing there while they're uh, getting ready to close the coffin and they're removing, moving the flowers and I'm having to pull up things. So I was officiating, I was doing the prayer, I was doing the Old Testament scripture, I was doing the New Testament scripture and I had to be ready on the spot. So I had a good two minutes to pull up my scripture and put them all on the same page and prepare for what I had to do at the moment. I'm telling you what God is doing with kingdom citizens, sons and daughters. If you're not ready when you get there, you're not gonna have time to be ready. I'm telling you, at a moment, you're gonna find yourself in a destiny move, in a moment. So you gotta know when to say yes, and you gotta know how you got phones, you can pull up anything with your phone. 
So I pulled up all my scriptures, put them down, and then I was ready to go. By the time they closed that coffin, I started up on the mic. That's what kind of leadership opportunities you have right now. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Now, as I walk you through the word of the Lord out of uh, Joshua chapter 1, Joshua was the assistant or the servant to uh, Moses. Moses led when Moses' time was up, Joshua was in. So when Joshua is now in, God begins to speak to Joshua. He's no longer speaking to Moses. He's speaking to Joshua because the work that God has is not finished with those people yet. So God begins to speak to the Joshua and the Joshua begins to take the people. It was a great people, so they needed another great leader. Uh, Moses was a great leader. Joshua was a great leader. So the transition from Moses to Joshua was because of the people. It was because of the people. And these are things that you have to understand when you know that you're a great people. And that's why you don't need to isolate yourself because you don't get your true identity when you isolate yourself. Because when you isolate yourself, you see your strength and you see your weaknesses. But when you collectively come together, all you see is the strengths. That's why it's so important to come together. What you can't do, I can do. What I can't do, you can do. So that they're, they're, they're a great people. And when they come together, they begin to see the greatness. And now they're under great leadership. Moses goes out. Joshua comes in. So when Joshua comes in, it's time to go into a, another territory. A territory that's always been there for them, but they needed leadership to obtain it. We're in Black History Month. There's so much, and I've been studying a lot this month about black history as well as my Bible. And some things I didn't know prior to this month and uh, charge it against my head, not my heart. But now that I know more, I'm like, hey, we have a way. We come a long way, but we have a long way to go. Uh, we're still having uh, seizures from the trauma. Just because you're not in the wreck doesn't mean you're not having trauma. So, so we're still having seizures from the trauma from years ago and the way we handle one another and the way we handle leadership and the way we handle vision and the way, way we handle God. Somebody has to step in front of us and say, there's a better way to do this and there's a collective way to do this where no one's exhausted because of the work that they're doing and resources are in abundance, but nobody's begging. Amen? So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to walk you through some things about Joshua. And it's very important to know some are afraid of leadership. Um, I, I toured with that. When I say I toured with it, I didn't let it linger. I couldn't let it linger because I knew it was a key to my next place. So I could I couldn't let that linger. Uh, things happen. We get over it. Things happen. We get over it. So number one, Joshua as God's ordained official leader, and you heard that official things Wednesday and last Sunday, uh, ordained meaning official leader is sent to finish what the previous leader started. Now, this is very important because if you have history on the previous leader, you'll try to make, cause the next leader to do what they've done. Well, if he's going to do what they, he or she is going to do what they've done, what was the need for the previous leader? So you pick up where they left off. You don't go back into where they've already been. So what, what would happen, say for instance, in the, in the scriptures here, what if we took uh, Joshua and put him back in Egypt to deliver from Egypt? They'd have already been delivered from Egypt. And you have to understand when you're coming into a certain setting that some people have already been delivered from a place. Don't take me back to that place. I really don't want to talk about that place. That was a tough place for me. Now Joshua moves them towards their destiny, which is possession. There was no possession in Egypt. The Bible doesn't talk about them possessing Egypt. It talks about them possessing the promised land. The promised land was different than Egypt. So don't take me back to Egypt. And have me praying and fasting about Egypt. That wasn't a promise to me. The promise to me awaits me. I just need some leadership to show me. So at certain times, certain moments, don't get so caught up in bondage to pass and call it good. I'm like this. I'm out of here. As <laughs> soon as somebody give me some direction, I'm out of here. Yeah, I have a good memory, 
but I have a good vision too. I know what's ahead of me and I'm not blinded by what's behind me. So Joshua, as God's ordained official leader, is sent to finish. So God gives assignments in portions. In Moses' generation, you lead to here. In Joshua's generation, you lead to here. Now, neither one of you have enough lifetime for the purpose I have with the people. So not one leader had enough lifetime for the fulfillment of what God had planned for those people. So from Moses to Joshua, Moses, you can't get caught up in yourself because you don't even though you have 120 years. It's not enough for what God wants to do with his people. So you, you have to think like this and people don't think right in the kingdom. They want to get it all and they get depressed if they don't get it all. All I, all I want to do is get you to the place to where my assignment is. You understand what I'm saying? Because if I get you to that place and you still want to be crazy, that's totally up to you. But I am going to get you to the place that I am birthed into this generation for such a time as this to get you to a certain place. Now, I believe that place is promise. I don't believe that everything that God is going to knock down for you will be knocked down in my generation. But I believe there are many things that your faith is going to skyrocket over because you're going to see giants falling. There is no problem facing a giant when you already defeated several giants. Now, let me digress just a little bit. There, there are people who are, who are moving in thousands of dollars, breakthroughs. We're hearing them every day. We're hearing them every day. Thousands of dollars. So that means we're broken down a wall of poverty. And supernaturally, I saw a post this morning. In fact, I saw the post when I needed to see the post. I'm up praying early this morning, and I saw a post of a young lady. She had turned down a position. She was going to another position, but she was believing God. And she had my clip that she posted on there that somebody was about to be, I think, lose their job, be terminated. But God already had a promotion. That girl got a $5,000 raise. She said, I kept watching it over and over and over and over. Let me tell you something. The first time you hear it, it's not good enough. It's got to become a part of the fiber of your being. You wonder why I preach with the confidence I preach with. Because I have become what I'm preaching. I'm not just preaching. Because if I'm just preaching, I've lost it after I preach it to you. But if I am not just preaching, I live it after I walk out of this platform. So thousands and thousands of dollars are being released and testimonies are everywhere. Why? Because they believe I am leading you into a place where money is not an issue. I'm going to say it again. I am leading you into a place where money is not an issue. You'll never beg ever again. All your projects will be financed. You ever never have to be second ever again because I am leading you into that place. Not for an offering because most people like you freely give when they're blessed. So I'm just going to lead you into a place where you can freely respond to God. Amen, 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 amen. So that, that's, my, that's my part. That's, that's, that's my part. That's part of what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to lead you. I'm, I, I, have to, I have to teach you how to believe in preachers again. I have to bring honor back to the pulpit. That's part of what I do. By the time I'm done, you're going to believe in preachers like nobody else. And I don't care what they're saying on social media. You're going to believe so much. If you get a headache and you think about your preacher, it's gone. If any negative diagnosis, you said that ain't what my preacher preached. By the, by the afternoon, everything will be changed. Tumors will be gone. Cancer will be gone. Because you will begin to believe in a way. And that's what the devil is working against. The devil wants to steal your benefits. But people like me bring you right back over into your benefits. Healing is a benefit. Wealth is a benefit. Clarity is a benefit. Marriage or wholeness is a, better, a benefit. All those benefits, it's my job to bring you over into them so when you say the lord is good everybody know you telling the truth
daddy promised, Joshua will manifest. Oh, yeah, yeah, what, what God promised Moses, what God promised the fathers of Israel, there were promises over your parents' life that they never seen manifest. But this day, we release manifestation in your life and in my life. Okay. In 24 hours, you're going to say, I didn't know that was mine. It is yours. Your faith is about to do, your faith is about to turn flips on the inside of you. Oh, no good thing will be withheld from you, saith the Lord. Number two, number two. They keep telling me you're growing. No, I'm being. I am not growing. I am being. This has been in me for years. I am being. So everything that God has for me recognizes me because I'm being. I dare you to be. Number two. All that God has given us all that God has given us is before us for the taking all that God has given man wasn't the giver this time God was the giver and if God is the giver everything that's before us is there for the taking you got to learn how to take it <laughs> I use my faith to take it and watch it manifest. Take it, uh-huh, in worship while the songs are going forth and the atmosphere is shifting. What I'm doing is I'm taking it. That's not yours until you can believe it. You, you, you take it. If you take me to a certain realm, I can reach my stuff. That's why I like great musicians and great singers because you put me in an atmosphere. Oh, Lord, look at this. Look at this over here. And I start taking a hold of my stuff. You mean I can have courage? I take a hold of courage. You mean I can have peace? I can take a hold of peace. So when you take me into a certain atmosphere, I start to see my stuff. And I believe that God is maneuvering and navigating people who create an atmosphere so you can see your stuff you've been in denial because you haven't been able to see but I believe God's navigating some worshipers and some praisers to saturate an atmosphere where you can now see your stuff your stuff got your name on it you ain't got to be jealous of anybody yours has your name on it they can't take it it's been sitting there waiting on you to come into your identity that are before you what's before us is it's ours for the taking biblically when they came out the word of the Lord came to Moses even though they didn't move on it said I have removed their defense which means the obstacles that will stop you are no longer there that's why you got to be careful that you're not so discouraged that you won't take it. Well, you know, I tried four or five times. Is that enough? As long as I have faith, I will try. I believe that I receive. You ought to see my next level leadership. You ain't seen them yet. <laughs> you ain't seen them. Them some bad boys. I, I tell Sasha about it. They some bad boys and some bad girls. Uh-huh. Now let's leave that alone. Go on. Go on, preacher. So it's yours for the taking. See, I'm sorry, Jermaine. I, I didn't get into all this church rhetoric stuff. Never been a, never been a church person like that because they shouted about what they didn't get. So the, that, that wasn't appealing to me. What was appealing to me is when people prayed, they got answers. 
when they decreed and declared they have manifestation. That, that's what was appealing to me. So I said, God, I don't want to shout all my youth and still be bankrupt. I said, for every step I'm making a shout, I want a direct deposit. <laughs> See, you need to put some pressure on heaven. When you up shouting, you need to set direct deposit. Direct deposit. If Carrie and Yolanda could get 10 in a day, guess the, just think of how God can make direct Jermaine, the lowest direct deposit was $10,000 and they got 10 of them. Don't you tell me the God that I serve is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and he will not manifest as Jehovah Jireh who is the provider. that's been non-productive erase it delete it you're in another moment you're in a shift never judge a new day with old information I told the leaders you don't know me I'm in another day you gotta learn me in this day Number three, no man will be able to stop us as long as God is with us. He said, scripture says to Joshua, no man will be able to stand before you all of your life. Why are you afraid of them? Why are you even considering them? If it has flesh and blood, it can't stop you. Well, they are talking about me. So what? That means they're publicizing you. Now somebody knows about you that didn't know about you until they opened up their mouths. I decree every, all the negative publicity about you is going to work for you. They gave you free advertisement. So let them talk. Demons and people never attack something that doesn't have value. If they weren't threatened by you, they wouldn't criticize you. Okay. All right. So we, we have to keep God with us. This is what I learned years and years ago with 23 people. Because I, I had 23, but some of those were crazy. And most of them were my sisters that were crazy at that time. So I really had to have God with me to obey God and then have opposition because they, were, they weren't knowledgeable. They were knowledgeable of my brother's leadership. But they weren't knowledgeable of the 12th child's leadership. They were knowledgeable of the first son, but they were not knowledgeable of the style of the 12th child. So I didn't, I didn't hold it personal because I knew that they just didn't have knowledge of how I should move but because they were comparing me with my brother. An old day can always be an obstacle to a new day. So they were comparing me and I didn't flow like that. So it created issues. In those issues, I had to have God with me. Not that he would kill them, because they're still with me today. <laughs> but, but so that I would be able to overcome the trauma of the moment. That I would not get off focus when I'm walking in purpose. That I would not lose direction when I've already been given a map. These are some of the things that happen when we, when we get away from God. I want to talk to you about that. And a lot of people think that God can be real good to you because you've been real faithful to him. And then you decide that you're no longer be, going to be faithful to him. And then all the good that you experience, you think is going to stay. I don't believe like that. I have to remain faithful to God. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. 
but I have to remain faithful to God so that God will continue to want to shower me down with blessings that I don't have room enough to receive. So listen to this. This is out of Joshua chapter 7. This occurred after they had had great victory. And, and, and you have to understand if you're, you're new, uh, we've experienced a ton of victories. So we're accustomed to victory. That's what we're accustomed to. Uh, this house is a representation of victories, not a representation of failure. So let me read to you. Joshua 7 and verse 4. This is a battle that they go into with high expectations but find themselves in disappointment. So about 3,000 men went up there. These are the children of Israel from the people. But they fled because of the men of Ai. They fled because of the men of Ai. Now they see that Ai is not a major force against them. So they only send 3,000 men. We, they can take care of this. But when they send 3,000 men and, and Achan has caused some problems in the camp that no one knows about until they lose. Whenever you start losing, you need to check yourself and some of the people around you. Now roll on, roll on, roll on. So, so they, 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 they lose. And I think they lose about 36 men. They, they not experienced death like that. So they're traumatized, you know, like this pandemic. They're traumatized. Their, their hearts became like water. Their hearts melted. Because they were, they were accustomed to getting victory. It didn't exempt them from battle, but they won the battles that they went into. They had just uh, experienced Jericho, and they had a great victory at Jericho. Well, they come out of Jericho and they, fight, they face an enemy smaller and they lose. Because the act caused God to lead them. Stay with me. You go back and read it all yourself. The act of Achan caused God to withdraw. God was with them. After Achan, God removed himself. So they went against a smaller enemy. They defeated cancer, and now they got a headache and can't get rid of it. You got to understand this. It, it, it was Achan, because everybody believed what God told Joshua except for Achan. So he took matters into his own hands, and God removed himself from them. So they lose. Joshua. There's no need you laying on the floor at this altar talking to me, Lord, Lord, Lord. Go fix it. I'm not sending Gabriel. I'm not sending Michael. I'm not sending any other angel. I'm not coming myself. Joshua, go fix it. Because guess what? I don't care how low you go. I'm not going to be with you until you fix it. This is what he tells Joshua. So Joshua gets a strategy. With the strategy, he fixes the problem. He fixes the problem. This is, let me, can, I, can I just, let me, let me talk just. You, you cannot, you cannot lead on levels like this and not be a problem solver. Can I talk more? Y'all still with me? So let me, let me give you this, this last piece. Then we're going to move on. Ordained leaders track down the problem when we're losing in a winning season. Ordained leaders track down the problem when we're losing in a winning season. They were in a winning season. They were not in a losing season, but they lost. Money could be raining down everywhere, but. And these are the things that, that the body of Christ doesn't understand. And it's frustrated. The body of Christ is. Because they understand that the preacher is preaching a winning season and they're losing. There's nothing wrong with his message. His message. 
There's something wrong with the ones who don't believe the message. There's no way to be un in unbelief and not commit treason. Y'all still breathing? <laughs> Y'all still breathing? Keep breathing. It's going to get better. So th this is how uh, the kingdom operates. One man and his family can set things off so bad that you go from a winning season to a losing season. Just like that. So if I check somebody, you need to clap for me. You don't need, you don't know, uh, I don't know what he's doing. I wish, I wish he stopped. No, you don't wish I stopped. Because if I stopped, you'd be over at Zion Memorial. And I'm not talking about uh, sitting under the tent. I'm talking about we would be letting you down in a coffin. And we don't need that right now. Amen? All right. Let's, let's talk on. Let's talk on. Let's talk on. Y'all good? Y'all know I'm going to quit after a while, so stay with me. Number four, under God-ordained official leadership, we don't retreat, we establish an ambush. We, under God-ordained official leadership, we don't retreat, we establish an ambush. If you read on, and I'm going to read some of it, they had lost. So the leader, our dang leader, has to build the courage in them to get back in the fight. You think you're just going to automatically want to get in the fight. You'll, you'll find a safe oasis and spend the rest of your life there out of God's purpose. So Joshua corrects the problem, encourages them to go back into the fight. Same enemy. These folks just defeated the same enemy. I just got a bad diagnosis. Same enemy. I just filed bankruptcy. Same enemy. I just got letters for divorce. Same enemy. Joshua chapter 8. See, all kind of strategies are in your Bible if you use them. You're, you're too caught up in stuff out there and that stuff is not validated unless it's in the word. So my strategies come from the word of God. How I'm going to move. You want to know how I'm going to move? Read your Bible. You'll see how I'm going to move. All right. This is number four. I only have five. And so I'm getting close to being done. Joshua chapter eight, verse 20. Joshua chapter eight. Verse 20. There's a way out of everything you're dealing with right now. There's a strategy in the Bible for everything you're dealing with right now. I just chose to find it. Joshua 8, verse 20 and 21. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven. So, they had no power to flee. Now, this is the one that just had us fleeing. Now they're fleeing. Listen to this. They had no power to flee this way or that way. And the people who had fled, it's just a, we're not running, it's a setup. Fled to the wilderness, turned back on the pursuers. Now, when Joshua and all Israel saw that, that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. Let me tell you how it went. Okay. They were used to us running. They are accustomed to us fleeing. So this is what we're going to do. Because we've solved our problem now. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to let them see us. And we're going to pretend to run from them. Because everybody in the city's hype, everybody's going to come out of the city after us because they all want a piece of us now. So they're going to chase us out. So while they're chasing us, we're going to burn their city while they're chasing us. And then as soon as we see the smoke coming from the city and they have no place to rest again, we're going to turn around and say, how you like me now? 
we're going to come up from the front side now. And the ones who burn the city are going to come up from the backside now. Because, see, we got a plan now. We may look like we losing, but we ain't losing. We're winning because we have a strategy. And I want to tell you today, you may have looked like you were losing. And some things may have started chasing you. But all you got to do is turn around and say, look back there, y'all. <laughs> look back there. Your city is smoking right there. There's another group of us coming up behind you. That's why you got a partnership. That's, kind of, that's why you can't have this one church mentality. You gotta be in partnership. You gotta have people that you're in alliance with. You gotta have a strategy under leadership so that when the ambush takes place, it's time to celebrate. They were now fleeing, but they weren't afraid. It's a setup. For every demon, for every power of darkness, it's a setup. You better watch your backside while you're walking behind us. It's a setup. Something has to lure the enemy away from its comfort. You only seem strong while you're in your land. We're strong whether we're in our land or in somebody else's land. You got to try reading your Bible. There's some stuff in there. So the whole time, I'm a strategist. Anytime I see weaknesses, anytime I experience opposition, anytime I experience betrayal, I get a strategy. I'm not going to tell what my strategy is because enemies should know what your strategy is because it can't be an ambush if you tell the enemy what your strategy is. But you better have a strategy. See, there's some things that's chasing you that chase you before, but they didn't know you've been encouraged. See, there's something about when you went through it the first time you lost courage, but this time you're encouraged. This time you know we have a strategy and you were in the huddle when the play was called. That's why we're doing Friday and Saturday because we're pulling you into the huddle. So when we make this call, when we call the play, you'll be well informed. The opposite team or the defense might not know what's going on, but you're going to know what's going on because you were in the huddle. Look around somebody, even if you're streaming, and tell them, I'm in the huddle, I'm in the huddle, I'm in the huddle. That's been the problem with God's people. They don't huddle enough. Oh, we got another meeting. Oh, I don't have a time for this meeting. Well, you don't know the play. But if you come into the huddle, you'll know the play. Because that enemy that's been trying to push us back can't push us back any longer. And what they called a loss of yardage was setting up for the next play. I don't know about you guys that follow football, but I've never seen anybody try to kick a field goal from the goal line. They're at the goal line. They got one yard to go. There's, there's not enough space. For the ball to get its velocity. You're about to score. Do you hear me? You, you're about to score big time. And I don't care how big the linemen are. There were giants in the land. They came down. Whatever your opposition has been. It's coming down. They were calling plays. We were calling plays. But our plays because of experience. Were greater than the plays that they could call. They didn't know you were going to start reading your playbook. <laughs> they didn't know the way I teach and preach would stimulate your study abilities. Now you can study the play. So when we come to the field, practice is easy. Because we're about to get into the real game. Everything you've been experiencing all during this pandemic has only been practice. 
My last one, point number five. Just because I don't say anything doesn't mean I'm not thinking. And when I'm listening, I'm finding out whether or not you're with me. Because the way you talk tells me whether you're on my team or not. Number five, number five. Y'all okay? Breathe in, breathe out. This is the last one. It's 10.32. Central time. Number five. God encourages, ordain official leadership to be strong so that people will possess the territory. And that's not all. Use the word as a guide. That's not all. And bring back order for a great victory. God used Joshua after encouraging Joshua. You're wondering, well, you don't ever seem like you discouraged. I was this morning till I read that testimony. So I've been encouraged in the Lord. Why? Because there's some of y'all out there that's about to possess your territory. There's some of y'all out there that's about to use the word of God for your God. There's some of y'all out there that's about to experience not just a victory, a great victory. Not a mediocre victory, but a great victory. A great victory is this. You get it in your life and your children never have to worry about anything ever again. It's that kind of victory in the atmosphere. I said it's that count of victory that's in the atmosphere. I'm not just battling for me. I'm not just encouraged for me. I'm encouraged for the generations that come behind me. Somebody begin to celebrate the great victory. Oh, you can do better than that until we hear you through the streaming. Until we can feel you through the streaming. Begin to celebrate the great victory. Hallelujah. It's done. I said it's done. The problem is solved. It's done. It's set in place. It's done. There's encouragement and it's done. The devil can't stop it. It's done. Be strong and of good courage. He didn't tell him to be weak. He said, Be strong. Y'all didn't hear me. If you lead anything, the Spirit of God is saying to you, Be strong. When you feel like courage is gone, grab a hold of your courage. Be strong. Come on, musicians, just take it on up. Take it up for the strong people. Take it up for those who are encouraged right now. You know what? The Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And if you're listening to me right now, you're in the Lord. So why don't you just go ahead and encourage yourself? I know you clap for others. I dare you to clap for yourself. I said, I know you clap for others, but I dare you to clap for yourself. Lady Davis, come and hold this microphone. I'm going to show you how I clap for Stephen Davis. That's not for refresh. That's not for refresh nation. That's for me, baby. I'm going to clap for myself. I'm not waiting on nobody to clap for me. I'm not waiting on some system to clap for me. I am going to clap for myself. Let me see you celebrate. <laughs> 
Sometimes you need to do that in your house. When all these restrictions are on you, you need to stand in one of the rooms of your house and just clap your hands to the Lord. help you just a little bit more. I, I went into our bookkeeper's office the other day and uh, she was excited. She said, Apostle, seemed like about $36,000 has gone toward the debt cancellation. And we hadn't even really started yet. We don't start until April 4th. Y'all can keep looking at me crazy if you want to. But I'm not doing anything that's not working. Everything I'm doing is working. It's working. It's working. And if it'll work for me, every joint supplier, it'll work for you. Jeff, just, just believe that your building that you just purchased, just believe that it's paid off. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Leaders set a standard. Real leaders set a standard. That's why you got to get yourself together. Real leaders set a standard. If I start paying things off and there's an anointing that comes on, those who are under me, those who respect me, those who believe in me, that same anointing, somebody say the same anointing, that same anointing starts coming on whatever debt that's in your life and it starts breaking down debt in your life. If I'm healthy, that same anointing that keeps me healthy starts flowing into your life. So you start telling your body, even if you don't want to conduct yourself properly today, I call you into alignment now. show y'all little young fellas something you don't have to steal you don't have to cheat you don't even have to play football or basketball but I'm gonna show you how to succeed in the things of God I'm gonna display something I, I release myself that's what Sasha said on last Sunday. She said, Dad, seem like you release yourself. I release myself. I ain't hide nothing. I'm going to pull out all my stuff. Let you, you can talk about me if you want to. I'm going to pull it all out to show you what the Lord has done. Some of y'all that the Lord has been gracious to, you need to pull your stuff out and show everybody. Look at what the Lord has done. You're not a show off. You're a God glorifier. Pastor Yolanda, you've done more with less. <laughs> you just believe in that connection. 
You sit out there, you're getting healed and you're getting filled. And you just believe in that connection so much that God's got to do for you what he's already done for me. That's why you need to know the history of a ministry. Because if God brought them over, guess what? He'll bring you over too. If God gave us 32 years, don't you know there was some trauma in the year? But we still together. What you mean you can't make it? And what do you mean you don't need us? Because if you don't have a visual, you will depart. It's what covenant is about. All this stuff I'm talking about, that's what covenant is about. Because if you don't have covenant, you're going nowhere. God has ordained covenant. Meaning whatever I'm in alliance with, I'm committed to. That's what that means. And I don't seek a way out because it's a rainy day. I told you Wednesday night, I'm done. My stepping back wasn't running. It set up for an ambush. <laughs> Darlene, I just set it up for an ambush. I'm making all kind of contacts. You'd be surprised at all the contacts I'm making, strategically setting things up. I'm not sitting there meeting just with the church. I'm strategically meeting with all kind of people, setting things up. Up. I have a critical meeting on Wednesday and y'all know I don't meet with anybody on Wednesday but this meeting is a meeting I'm going to have because I'm setting some things up so if you keep approaching me with a church mindset you're going to miss it all together this is kingdom stuff baby this is kingdom stuff this is kings talking to kings There's going to be thousands of people like yourself that migrate out of Birmingham, Alabama. Because you know as well as I do, we've been locked in. But they're going to migrate out of Birmingham. Because of Stephen A. Davis wasn't afraid to put a foot in Atlanta and a foot in Birmingham at the same time. Like Dr. Martin Luther King and said, we shall overcome. That's why I got to have a connection with the King Center. That's why when you watch me on streaming, I got my mentor hanging on the wall behind me. Father, as we take a hold of your people, we decree and declare that the past and elementary thinking will not stop them from the great destiny that you have for them. Father, all over the world, activate the anointings, the giftings, the love, the power, and the lives of your sons and daughters for the work that is at hand. I believe this prayer, I believe this word, has stirred the hearts of that that carries your DNA. Now, Spirit of the living God, that blood that cried out from the ground of Abel, let the blood in these living bodies begin to respond while we're in this earth realm in a way that they not responded all of their lives. I decree it, I declare it is so, in the name of our King, Jesus Christ. Somebody give God the, bless, the best amen you can give him. Yeah, give him the best one, the best one. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Be blessed in the Lord, walk in your divine favor. No good thing will the Lord withhold from you. It's your time. 
God bless you. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.